Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Peter's going to come and, um, and preach. I just pray for him before he does. So Lord, I just pray that you would give Peter um, your words to say, and I pray that we would have hearts uh, and minds and ears open to hear what it is that you want to, to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right. I thought I had. Yeah, it's on. You got me? Is that better? Yeah, excellent. You can hear me now. Um, so, uh, as been pointed out this morning uh, already, um, this is the first Sunday of uh, the Advent season. And uh, who's uh, got an Advent calendar at home? Fair chunk of people having their little bit of chocolate every morning. And uh, how, e- how excited are people about Christmas coming? So there's a few people around who look like they're a bit excited. Some people are like a bit bar humbug. Some people have got Christmas jumpers on already. Um, and uh, so, so the big question is, with Christmas coming, what are you really excited about? Food. Okay, so food, that, that wasn't on my list, believe it or not. Um, uh, anything else? Seeing family. Seeing family, that was on my list, yes. Nobody's excited about anything else. Nobody's asked for any presents. Nobody wants anything. Um, I'm sure some people are excited about presents. Some people are excited they maybe will have a day off work. Um, we, saw, we saw Christmas Carol last night and, uh, and uh, he got a whole day off work for Christmas Day. I thought it was very fortunate. So um, the thing is, we, we know what Christmas is all about, don't we? We, 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 know, we know what the true story of Christmas is, what the meaning really is, but the big question is, do we give him the attention that he really deserves at this time of year? And uh, we're going through a series in Colossians, and uh, the next verse, which was touched on last week, is Colossians 3, verse 16, which should appear behind me. So, let the message about Christ, in all its richness, fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with the wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And I want to focus on the first bit of this, first of all. So let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. So what does that mean, really? When you think about that verse, what, what, what do you have to do to make that happen? I want to read the same passage from the message because I think it's richer. It says, Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And, and cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing. Sing your heart out to God. Let every detail in your lives, your words, your actions, whatever, be done 
in the name of the Master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Now, if we think about richness, and uh, if Neil was preaching, he'd be talking about chocolate cake, very important in Neil's life. Yeah, sorry, rich chocolate cake. We don't want any chocolate. I I wrote down rich chocolate cake. I just didn't say it. And uh, so uh, I wonder if you're thinking about richness, what you think about. You might think about something that's really opulent, something you can't miss. Now, if I turned up in a Lamborghini this morning and parked it in the car park, lots of people would have come in going, whose is the Lambo? Because you'd have all noticed it, because it would have been really obvious. And uh, an unmissable thing, everybody notices. And that's what the richness is all about. The message about Jesus is so rich that it's obvious. It's easy to see. But the big question is, well, what is the message? So I'm going to strangely um, use some verses from Daniel. I've been reading Daniel uh, this uh, last week in my daily readings, and uh, I just want to read a few verses from Daniel, which just talk about what is the message of Christ. Now, you think that's probably a little bit weird. It was written hundreds and hundreds of years before Christ was even there. But these verses talk about who he is and what he means. So from Daniel 2... Daniel says, he gives this prophecy, he says, During the reigns of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed or conquered. It will crush all these kingdoms into nothingness, and it will stand forever. What a great promise. And he's talking about Jesus coming and breaking down the rule of Satan on earth and breaking it forever. Not just a temporary blip, but a forever broken. And then Daniel 7, he gives a further prophecy which kind of ties in. He says, I watched as thrones were put in place and the ancient one sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair like the purest wool. He sat on a fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire And a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. Millions of angels ministered to him. Many millions stood to attend him. And then the court began its session and the books were opened. And this is all about God in heaven judging. And the fearful nature of what that judgment will be like. But he goes on, as my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. He was given authority and honor and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that the people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. That's the message that is about Jesus. Prophesied hundreds of years before in an oppressive regime, Daniel hears from God. And God says, this is what I'm going to do. 
And that's the story of Christmas, isn't it? That Jesus came. And we know the end of that story, that he was crucified for us, for our sins. It says in 1 John, But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all wickedness. That's what he did. He cleansed us of all the wrongdoing. And I wonder, do you know that message this morning? Is it in here? Is it something that's living within you? Is it something that's fairly opulent, rich and obvious for everyone to see? We've been given a pass into heaven. Chloe's off to France. She's been collecting all different bits that mean she can get into France. She had to get a new passport. She then had to get a COVID passport. And then she had to have a COVID test. And then she had to have her pass sanitaire so that she can go into restaurants and things when she's there. And so she's got all these different things to be able to cross over into France. Otherwise, they won't let her in. We don't have to do a whole load of stuff to get into heaven. That's the amazing thing. We have a free pass. It's been done for us. The price has been paid and we can enter heaven. And that's what all that worship was about this morning. And wasn't it good? To just focus in on Jesus and what he's done. So the next question from that verse is, well, how can this message, the richness of this message, fill our lives? And I wonder, I wonder what our lives are filled with. How much time do we spend meditating on the richness of God? And how much time do we spend watching TV, on Facebook, playing games, going for walks? There's a balance to be had there. Those things aren't bad, but actually we're told to fill our lives with the richness of the fullness of God. It goes on, doesn't it, this verse. So teach and counsel one another. And uh, this is all about doing life together. That as we are enjoying this richness and we come together, we want to share our lives. And that's where the rubber hits the road of our faith. Honesty of how we are living life with each other. I shared about that a few weeks ago, about just living together and actually giving our all for God together. I don't know how your year's been. We're coming in towards the end of the year. Has it been a good year? Has it been a bad year? It doesn't matter. Whatever kind of year it's been, be thankful. For me, it's been a shocking year. I thought the first COVID year was bad. This one was worse. But I want to finish it with a positive attitude. I want to remember and be thankful for all he's done for me. It's irrespective of what the world has thrown at me this year. How hideous work has been. But actually, he 
has done it all. And you know, things have really started to change at the end of this year. I just want to give some testimony. I've been open about my stresses for the first time. I've been kind of keeping it to myself and struggling with them. And um, so over the past few weeks, I've shared with some guys that I trust what's going on in my life. And uh, do you know what? They've spoken truth into my life. They've told me, you need to think like this, not like this. And you know what? Things have started to change. As I've actually listened to what I was preaching and done something about it. We were... (laughs) And uh, we were um, challenged as elders a few weeks ago. Um, Where does it say about needing to be accountable to one another in the Bible? Well, verses like this talk really clearly about being accountable to one another. Sharing that richness, understanding what God's done for us, and doing it together. Because we're on a mission. We're on a mission to see the world hear the message that there is of Christ. So, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing each other in all wisdom. And it finishes up singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. This is a corporate verse. I've been speaking about the individuality, but it's a corporate verse. The you is plural. So this is something we do together. And I think it's very easy to read a verse like this and think I am failing. I have not got this together. I am so poor at having my quiet time. I'm never going to get into heaven. That's not what it's about. It's about us doing life together, working this out in community. And that's why Christmas is so good. It brings us back together. And in a year where we've been told, stay away, Christ says, come back together. Be together. Worship together. Live together. Just give your all together. Challenge one another, yes. But enjoy worshipping me together. So I ask you this one simple question. How are you going to prioritise Christ this Christmas? We need to get back into worship. The whole end of that was we need to worship together. So I want to ask the band if they would come back up. I know you've only just sat down. I just want us to stand and worship. This whole thing is about us focusing in on the one who's done everything. If you don't know Jesus this morning, I think Pamela's already said, we want to we just lead you to Christ so that you can know him and his fullness in your life. So come speak to us afterwards. For those of you who know Christ already, let's get you to stand and let's worship him.